0: Morning, First Love family, time for Devos again, and as always, we're broadcasting a Live from Death Row. We're going to be looking at Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5 this morning. So, let's do this. It says, it says, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the god of my salvation and on you i wait all the day it just totally speaks to our dependence the need for our dependence upon god for everything our dependence on god for everything that we know because left to my own devices i i will come to the wrong conclusions just about every time before I, I knew the Lord, all I was equipped with was a hype kit, maybe a pistol, and always a very broken decision maker. And if I tried to invent an idea about God or what his plan for me might have been, I am doomed to fail. Therefore, I absolutely must be taught. So how can I, I be taught by God? Well, prayer, of course. God will definitely speak to us, and he'll speak to us through our prayer time. But there is a caution. If my prayer time is not backed up by a knowledge of the scriptures, a diet of the word, then I am frankly treading on dangerous ground. Don't be surprised, but all manner of harebrained thoughts can pop into our minds that are definitely not from the Lord. And I think sometimes that, that I think that because I'm asking God for something, whatever comes to mind is his answer. I walk away proclaiming, thus saith the Lord, when in fact he's not spoken at all. Hebrews 11, or excuse me, Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 2 say this, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. That makes it clear that God speaks to us primarily through the Bible. We have the accounts of the prophets in the Old Testament, and we have the very words of our Savior in the New Testament. We also have the words inspired by the Holy Spirit, as penned by the apostles who walked with Jesus, witnesses death, witnesses resurrection, and except for John, were each and every one brutally murdered for their faithfulness to the Lord and to His gospel. You know, in John 1, it tells us in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we know that the Word is absolutely part and parcel of who Jesus is, his character, his attributes, everything about him. The Word is him. And these sources of God's revelation to us, the Old Testament prophets, the apostles, uh, are much more credible than what I might imagine I heard God say. Why? Because when I'm praying to God out of my own thinking, my own stinking thinking, then I am oftentimes creating my own outcome for the things that I am praying for. God may have it in his mind to say no, to save me a lot of pain and sorrow. I had a friend, he was madly in love with a girl, and he prayed, and prayed and prayed, God, bring me this girl, bring me this girl, I want nothing but this girl. And God evidently said no because he never got that girl. And then he told me uh, confidentially, he said later, I, I saw her and well, I don't need to be mean, but I was really grateful God didn't answer that prayer. And I understand that, but, but uh, you know, sometimes we think we hear God speak and if it's not backed up by his word, then it's wrong. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, complete now, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now you remember, we were talking about good works that God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is part of our preparation, the study of the word of God. The word says, study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you're biblically illiterate, meaning if you don't have a library in your head of scripture, well, you better get on it. Because when he says that, that, that the word of God is given by inspiration, it's actually the Greek word theonoustos. And that word means breath of God. Theo means God. Neustos means air or breath. And God has breathed his word into the writers of scripture and subsequently into us. Just as he breathed life into the first man, Genesis 2, 7, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. When he breathes into us his word, is when we become a living being, is when we become fully equipped for every good work, is when we become a servant for Christ. 1 Corinthians 4 1, let a man so consider as his servants for Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Let's pray. Lord, today we will lean not on our own understanding, but by every word you have breathed into the scriptures. We will walk in your word and allow it to govern our thoughts and our actions. Amen. You all have a wonderful day. Join us again tomorrow. Tomorrow. Join some Marrow. Join us again tomorrow and God bless you. I was a This is First Love Church. Welcome home.